The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Howard streaks in. Streaks in. Touchdown. Parsons has second. Prescott keeps it. And he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. We are live from the Star in Frisco, Texas in the SWBC studios. Mm-hmm. We've got Isaiah Stanback, John Machoda. Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. No Nick Harris today or tomorrow. Sorry. So what strong with you, on? RJM. The force is strong with you, I see. John just lifted his microphone and the God. entire table just tilted on an axis. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You've been in the gym to start the new year. When we'll be playing in the gym. <laughs> What's going on, guys? You tell me, Kyle. What's that sitting on your on your table there? That's my black rifle coffee. Mm. I picked this up this morning. You gonna slam that? Mm. I'm not gonna slam that. I'm not. Isaiah, stand you're back. Shake it up. I'm going to shake it, and I'm going to wait for to it to come. We didn't learn our lessons from shaking it up. So last you're week? supposed to shake it. It mm. says shake well, best served chilled over ice. This one is chilled, and it, I'm. It, you're supposed to shake it, but we learned from Nick. Yeah, that if you open it after you shake it, it's like it goes pretty much everywhere. So I'm going I'm to wait for a minute. Let it settle. Let it settle, and then I'll open it back. No up. fizzy bubbly. Nope, no, none of that. <laughs> none of that. Oh, man. Yeah, everything's good this way, man. Uh, I was up late last night studying, trying to see if there was anything that I can pick up from these guys to mm-hmm. be able to convey to our, our audience. And we'll talk about a QB vision. There wasn't a wasn't a whole lot there, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I looked hard. In a, in I looked a good looked, way or just in general? Just, just in general, man. I looked at... Um, you know, last year I looked at our game earlier this year against them. I looked at the 49ers game. I looked at a lot of games and they played the 49ers decent in hmm. that first half. Hmm. And then they then they let it get away a little bit. Hmm. Hey, they only allowed 27 points in that game to, to San Francisco. Hmm. I'm just trying to find a bright side. I know you are, Kyle. I'm just trying to find a challenge. I don't want to go into this thinking it's going to be 44 to 3. Kyle. And then I get be it. upset. I get it. I mean, I just go off what's on the field. You know, yeah. you know me. I'm facts based, baby. Facts I'm based. fascinated. To, I don't know if you want to save this for the next segment to find out what would have to happen for it to be close. What would have to happen for Washington to pull off the upset? You know, obviously taking care of the football, you know, the basics and things like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a penalty here or there probably might help you out or something. But I just I'm interested to see how that would what that would take for that to happen. I would think Dallas would need multiple turnovers like Dallas wouldn't take care of the ball. That that would be what because you talk about turnovers being the great equalizer in football, it would have to be multiple for for multiple possessions for Sam Howell. By the way, he was named starting quarterback yesterday. Hey. So you know it will be Sam Howell. Samuel uh Washington would probably have to run the ball very well. They'd have to run effectively. Cowboys offense off the field for long periods of time. Hit a big play or two with Sam Howell, just dropping back and in between his seven sacks that he's gonna take on Sunday. Mm. What do you think is gonna happen one? with their coaching situation? Uh, well, they're not going to be the guy that's there right now. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know that, but I don't. You I think would. you think as soon as this game's over, yeah. right now, nah. bye bye then. Yeah, it'll be pretty quick. Like, you may they, already know. Will they let him get home? No. Uh, mm, yes, I think so. Yeah, they'll let him get home. Just out of respect. Sure. Yeah. And just the whole 
new uh, ownership group and all yeah. that. I would think that they're going to probably go in another direction. For sure. People so. like Ron How? Rivera. That's the thing. Yeah. There are people that, that enjoy Ron Rivera being their head coach. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know if it's one of those, hey, let's win one for him yeah. sort of situations right there at the end. Mm. But yeah. Do you how long after the game should the Dallas Cowboys win? That is, do you believe that they they let him go? I I would think maybe the next day. I don't think they would do it that that day. It makes no sense. I mean, what are you getting what do you a game start on? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually you get a little bit of time off, anyways. I think you'll learn a lot about Walker. the professionalism of this new front office. True, based upon how they handle his departure, his potential departure. Hmm. That's a good point. And with it being new ownership, too, a lot of times you want to put your stamp on things initially, and you, you might have a coaching change regardless. This is, yeah. They fired their offensive coordinator last year mm-hmm. at the end of last season. Then they hired, fired Jack Del Rio in the middle of the season, the mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. And usually whenever you get rid of those those coordinators back-to-back like that, it's a pretty bad sign whenever you still can't win. So do you believe that the the new coach – the potential new head coach, should they make a move, would mm-hmm. be on their staff existing already? Or do you think they're going to bring somebody in? They'll bring somebody in. I think they're going to bring somebody in. Yeah. I think they're going to give them a clean slate. I think the management side, they probably would love to have that number two overall pick, give that new management, or the new coaching staff, whatever front office pieces move, uh, the ability to draft their franchise quarterback. I think that's what they, the front office ultimately wants. All, all in position to do that with a loss coming up on Sunday. Before we get into QB vision here in a moment and we get to that defense, there were some roster moves yesterday and some news and notes. To what? Mm-hmm. So, Two roster moves, actually. What? Yeah. Well, well, three. Three roster moves. Technically three. Yeah. Lyle Collins still hasn't been finalized yet, but that's likely going to happen today. Uh, at, no, these are all practice squad moves. These aren't anything for the. Oh, I was talking about Viliami, Fajoko, and Deuce Vaughn. Okay, those that those two, and then uh, what about and there's, those, there's those as well. What yeah. happened? Uh, Deuce Vaughn apparently has an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got put on IR, and so Viliami Fajoko has he got come twist, on. twisted up against Detroit. <laughs> yeah, is what I remember, happened? I remember that. <laughs> what are you looking for, um, <laughs> Viliami Fajoko? What are you? What's up there? Came off of IR. Sometimes people so say they, things like get cataracts. They 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 swap spots. Um, I would say that that's a good sign for Rico Dowdle. Yeah, looks like he will. Mm. I, I think you can expect him to play mm. on Sunday. Looks like he'll be back. But yes, really Deuce Vaughn has an ankle injury. I hope Deuce gets better. He looked like he was moving well in the locker room, so I don't think it's anything long term. Uh, yeah. You have anything to say, Isaiah? No, not at all. I just hope that you know. You know, hopefully he gets better soon. I I don't think this is a terrible thing for Deuce. As weird as that sounds, I, I as as weird as it no, is, I mean, he has from opportunity to focus on getting healthy now. He has an opportunity to focus on getting healthy and getting ready for training camp. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was an, an opportunity for him to be on the active roster as a rookie and make a significant impact as a rookie. It didn't materialize. It didn't happen. The way that maybe a lot of Cowboys fans, a lot of the Cowboys front office thought early in the season. But now they have an opportunity for him to focus on training camp. He'll be back at training camp because they can put him on the the IR stash going into the offseason, no matter how deep of a playoff run it is. And then he's back in Oxnard and he's got a chance to to do something next year. So it, it, it honestly locks him up and gives him a spot purely on the roster so then he's not going to fall victim to cutting the roster down for playoffs or what it ends up being he's got a spot here in dallas 
going into training camp next year. And he I think that's all he can ask for. He could still come back this year, couldn't he? Uh, I think playoffs. within four weeks in playoffs, yeah. Yeah, count those out. Hmm? Yeah. Just count those out. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, I think you, it would be after the divisional round, right? Super Bowl. Super Bowl game. Four weeks. Yeah. Well, four weeks from today, they still have one, two. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. It would have to. It would be the uh, the game. conference championship game would be the last one. So he could come back for the Super Bowl if he needed to. Deuce Vaughn Super Bowl return. <gasps> yeah. It is kind of a risk, though, John. Whenever you talk about how thin they are at running back right now, with no more elevations for Malik Davis, Dowdle banged up a little bit last week. You have Hunter Lipke and. Tony Pollard as your two guys. I mean, yeah, it, it bodes well for Dowdle, but what happens when one of those guys gets banged up? I think you'd be forced to try and sign a free agent. Go and get Some somebody. type of veteran player that, you know, I don't have a name in front of me right now, but I think that's the – they probably feel similarly about that player as what they currently have, or they wouldn't make a move like that. Yeah. I guess if they also get banged up, you could bring up Malik Davis. You could just yeah. elevate him at That's that true. point. So yeah. he'll have three more call ups when the playoff starts. It resets. It resets starting the playoffs. So he'll have three more. So good to know. There yep. you go. Look at you, Beamer. I like it. I see you, Beamer. He's back there doing Man, some research. I sit in here all, all day, day long. baby. Our research department is better than yours. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, the moves that I was going to talk about on the practice squad uh, in terms of additions. I know we talked a little bit about Lyle Collins yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mike McCarthy did not want to talk about it at the podium because things had not been finalized yet. It sounds like today they probably will be. Um, But they have agreed to terms with three other members to add to the practice squad, one of which being Damian Wilson, Mm. linebacker, former Dallas Cowboy, rejoining the team. Interesting. The next two guys, we're going to be completely honest, never don't know anything about them. Nothing. Wide receiver Racy McMath, cool name. How do you spell, spell that? R A C E Y and M C M A T H. Racy McMath. Hmm. And Sir Roderick Thompson, running back hmm. from, I believe, Texas Tech. Yeah, I was about to say, Sir Roderick Thompson kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, Maybe that's one of the players you can look at if hmm. you were to get to injuries. But I thought the most interesting reports. ones, obviously, Damian Wilson and Lyle Collins, just because they've been here before. I think those are the most notable. Go Tigers! Right. Yeah, there you, you go. Thank you, Ed. That that was Ray, for Ray C. McMath. He's a LSU, LSU guy. That's right. LSU wideout. I've heard that, yeah. What do you think this says, these these different additions? And ha, did they end up dropping anybody from the practice? Well, they're going to have to. And uh, when you add a wide receiver, it makes me wonder if maybe Martavius Bryant might mm. be out the door. But, yeah, I mean, to add these guys, you're going to have to replace them. There's going to have to be some players taken off of the practice squad to add these players on. So, yeah. That hasn't been announced yet. Racy McMath, by the way, wide receiver, like you said, played at LSU. He was a senior bowl guy back in 2021. Uh, six foot three, or six foot two and a half, 224 pounds. Mm, big boy. Notes that I had on him, buried on the wide receiver depth chart in Baton Rouge, but developed into one of the best special teamers in the SEC, and he worked out of the slot when he was in, uh, in game action. He only slot. had 14 receptions for 195 yards. Uh, during his collegiate tenure and then his professional career. He was with the Titans for a couple seasons, didn't do a whole lot, then he was on the practice squad for the Colts. 6'3", 225 in the slot. Uh, yeah, 6'2 and a half. I, I kind of I rounded up a little bit. So do I, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's a big boy in the slot. It is a big boy in the slot. But that was it. That was at LSU. I don't know what he's, he's done with, with 
the Titans. No, 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 no. I'm talking about playing in the oh. slot. But he was a six-round pick for the Titans and then with practice oh, squad. That's not good, man. There's a lot of guys who, who have untold stories. A lot of guys who have not had the opportunities. Everybody thinks that all, all, everybody who has the name that you know is, is, you know, is the only ballers out there. No, that's not true. A lot of guys who have not had the opportunity, a lot of guys have been buried on rosters, you know, they didn't get their shot. And that's what the scouting department is there for, to be able to find those guys and give them opportunities you know, should your roster allow for it. And then I'm looking up Sir Roderick Thompson's numbers here at the moment. He's a rookie, though, right? Anybody know? As far as I know, I think he is, yeah. I think he's a... I don't believe he's played for in a, in a yeah. game for another team. He's a rookie, uh, played in the Collegiate Bowl last year out of Texas Tech, 5'11", 207. Um, t -t 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 honorable mention, all Big 12, third player in Texas Tech history with 40 career touchdowns at 765 yards his freshman year, but didn't hit the 700 mark again throughout his collegiate tenure. Uh, ran a 4'6", 4'6", 40, decent speed. Not anything crazy. Sounds, he was a combine. Sounds invite. like another slot guy. He's a running back. Another slot guy. Another slot guy. <laughs> in other news, seven Cowboys made the Pro Bowl. There you go. Nine. Uh, mm. Niners had the most with nine. But seven for the Cowboys. I would say the biggest snub was probably Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, I think that just because he's what? at a, he's at, he's, nope. he's at a position that's pretty loaded with. Guys I've got another that, snub too. Okay. All right. Sure. Name, name who who's on it. Who who made it? I was a little surprised with Brian Anger. Yeah. He made it at, at punter. Yep. <laughs> BA, you guys, the second one, second you. one since he's been here. Good job, BA. Yeah, uh, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm making that face because yeah. I don't feel like he's had that many opportunities in comparison. Right. To, you know, to we were talking about it pregame. Yeah. If this, if we were saying in pregame, we were watching him warm up, and we were talking about him like if, if, if this team was not very good, Brian Anger would be an All Pro. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. what we were talking about. Like yeah. if this team wasn't very good and he had more numbers to add to it, he would be an All Pro. Yeah, BA's but a he, beast. He's a Pro just, Bowler. They just haven't punted a whole lot this year. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so, yeah, so the other six, though, are pretty obvious. Brandon uh, Aubrey, uh, Deron Bland. Mm -hmm. So, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Yes. Both are yes. specialists. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Correct. And Trent wow. Sig, the, the long Has that snapper. happened before? Uh, I don't know. Trent Sig, by the way, was like second or third in voting, too. He was very like, close as like, a long snapper. Like, like that doesn't happen. A punter and a kicker from the same team making a Pro Bowl. That does not happen often. It could. It can't. I'm sure it's happened before. I'm sure it's happened before, but it, I mean, how frequent? No. Oh yeah, not. Often, I'm not. Sure. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, not often. That's yeah. a, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like like truly amazing. And how much of an advantage is that to have on your roster? Gosh, you love special teams. I mean, you? that's huge to yeah. be able to change the change the field of play, and to be able to get points. You know, what I'm saying consistent right. points. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, so both the specialists, Deron Bland, obviously because of his interceptions and uh, pick sixes, it was going to be hard to keep that guy off of there. And then Dak Prescott, Micah Parsons, CeeDee Lamb, Zach Martin. See, there's a name that I'm missing. I'm, I'm interested to see if you if you agree. I think there's really only one other person outside of Demarcus Lawrence. That D-Law doesn't have the sack numbers, 100%. but his impact on every other crazy. aspect of the game yeah, is crazy. Yeah, and he's crazy. had one of his best seasons. Correct. Yeah. And I mean, but the Pro Bowl is a stat-based, uh, you know, Voting. accolade. Yeah. So I get it in term, from that standpoint, but in terms of impact, I would definitely think D-Law should have been on there. In terms of who else? Secondary, don't think they missed. No. Linebacker, no. No. D-line, mm -mm. no. 
Um, receiver. Maybe Osa on the D-line. Maybe, but that's not the name I'm talking about. Tight end. He's getting there. No. Running back. No. Mm -hmm. No. You're you're closing in. There you go. Tyler. That's the only other one I was thinking of. Your your best offensive lineman this season has been Tyler. You think he's been better than Zach Martin? Uh, Okay. Zach, I feel like I put Zach in his own category. Like, that's kind of by itself. But even at times, yeah. I mean, he's been really, really good this year. On film, Tyler Smith has been... If you take Zach Martin's name off his jersey, yeah, is he your best offensive lineman this year? Be honest. See, I think it would be like, like you know, what I'm saying it like, would be neck and neck with him and Tyler. Yeah, it would be neck and neck. I would lean towards Zach, but that just going off things I've heard from other people, I wouldn't go off of my own offensive line assessment on that. I think Zach has been really good this year. Don't get me wrong, and deserving of a Pro Bowl, but so is Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith, you could argue, is better. Who got put in his place? Who was voted ahead of him? Uh, I knew you were going to ask me this. It, it was a, <laughs> that was a Beamer question. I was yeah. saying Beamer was on. Uh, I know one of them was well, Chris I've Lindstrom a, I've got an from answer the to Falcons. One of your questions. What's that, Beamer? 2018 uh, mm-hmm. Pro Bowl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Johnny Hecker, Rams. Greg Zerline, Rams. Yep. Oh. Jake McQuaid, Rams. Greg so the all leg. three wow, of them. Wow, they were the trifecta. And by the way, the return <laughs> specialist that year, Pharaoh Cooper, Rams. Whoa. Wow. A clean sweep. Who was, All right. Who was the special teams yeah, coordinator, the coordinator with the Rams? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Bones? Yeah. Bones, yeah. Bones, Wow, Bones. Yeah. So, there so you go. here are your NFC offensive linemen. Okay. Okay. Now, of course, these things can change. Sure. And let's be honest. The Cowboys don't want any of their players to be playing in this game because they want to be playing meaningful sure. games. But they want to be in the other bowl. And so, neither does San Francisco. I, can't, I don't have any issues with any of these tackles. The three tackles are Trent Williams, Lane Johnson, Penny Sewell. I can't stand uh, Lane Johnson or Trent Williams, so <laughs> They're really yeah, I'm out on them. <laughs> All right. Centers, uh, Jason Kelsey, Frank Ragnow from the Lions. Okay. No issues there. Yeah. Guards, Zach Martin, Chris Lindstrom from the Falcons, mm-hmm. Landon Dickerson from the Eagles. Those are the three. So it was pretty much Dickerson or Smith. Yeah. There you go. That's, I guarantee that's probably what it was. So Dickerson's Dickerson, have hurt. fun in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, have fun in the Pro Bowl. Tyler Smith will be playing for rings. Mm. Let's see what that happens. Saying it with your chest early yeah, this week, huh? I don't know. Pretty aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty aggressive. Uh, any other news and notes before we... Shout out the Bones Fossil, man. You can yeah. do a quick... Uh, if you just glanced at the injury report off yesterday's practice, yeah. it's one of like one of those typical Wednesday ones. It's, it's Pretty uh, loaded. Yeah, it can kind of scare you a little bit when you just glance <laughs> through it, but it's a lot of guys that um, just, just were getting rest days, so... Um, I'd say the most notable ones, probably Hankins being limited. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that there's very easily he could have not practiced at all, but being limited, I think that's a good sign for him. Seeing him out there at the very beginning, when we were yeah. out there. I thought that was a good sign. Um, outside of that, Tyler Smith did not practice. We saw him on cords. Yeah. Uh, also on cords, Demarvian Overshone. Oh. Thought that was interesting. Yeah, how about that? The shown of yeah. over. Yeah. Mm. How'd he look, man? I guess we can't talk about that. I'll be no, honest. We can talk I, thought about he, it. I thought he looked pretty good moving around. I thought he did it too. Pretty big. I thought the way that he was able. He been in the weight room. It looked like it. He yeah. looked bigger than than he had earlier. In this. From from an upper body standpoint, <laughs> so he, he looks like be playing in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> he he looked good. He did, and he he was happy. He was having a smile on his face. He was joking back and forth with Britt Brown, and and I mean, those are the two of the best personalities on the team, both on the bands at the same time. Yeah, it was Britt, and then Tyler Smith and Demarvian Overshone. So on there. Yeah, it, it was. 
was it was good to see him back out there. Yeah. It was it was both a, a, a discouragement seeing Tyler Smith like not practicing and on the bands, but then at the same time you got a kind of a shot of yeah. of encouragement with overshone out there too. So. A whole season lifting weights with Harold Nash, you're going to be swole. Even even if you were going through an injury rehab, you're going to be swole. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they do a great job over there. Think about doing that in the offseason. Um, <laughs> we would, Malik. I would, I would pay. <laughs> I, I would pay for Oh, you my Lance. John, awesome. let me put you on a strength building program for, okay. for, for six months. Okay. I'll take you up on that. Oh, my gosh. Um, Malik Hooker <laughs> did not practice. Uh-oh. Ankle slash illness. That's a tough part there because, yeah, I can see with it being an illness, yeah. being like just rest, don't practice today or whatever. I don't know that it would be because of the ankle because there are – like I said, there's a lot of rest guys on here. Brandon Cooks, nope, it was limited, had a rest day. Stefan Gilmore, rest day limited. Um, who else? Who else? Demarcus Lawrence didn't practice rest. Jordan Lewis, rest. Zach Martin, rest. Tyron Smith, rest. So, With Malik Hooker, that was where he missed two weeks ago. It was the yeah. same designation. It was ankle and illness, correct? I don't remember I, having illness. I remember I an ankle. Was, okay. Because I, I, I remember stuff going around. Yeah, I remember talking about it with with uh, Nate Newton at that point because I thought it was maybe just an illness what he was dealing with and then yeah. it turned into the ankle. Um, so maybe hopefully it's not the ankle flaring back up and he misses a game because we saw what happened whenever uh, he was not there for that game against the. Uh, uh, the Bills. Yeah. That was uh, That's right. not, not great. No bueno, my friend. No bueno. All right. You know what else is no bueno? What's that, Kyle? This Washington defense. We're going to talk about it when we come back with more talking Cowboys and some QB vision right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys, and now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back in to Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, mm-hmm. Chris Beam. Did you have your oats this morning, Isaiah? They're right here, Kyle. I have not. You stole them. Oh, dude. You sandbagging. I watched how that whole thing happened. You see that whole thing happen? I don't like it at all. I I took it from right under your nose. They were super trusted. I haven't seen something so slick since I saw three offensive linemen go up to a ref. (laughs) Wow. Sorry. Bang. Slick with it. (laughs) I like it. I'll give these back to you, I guess. Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate that. (laughs) I thought about just. What would you have done if I would have just opened it up and just started eating? I'd be very, very angry. That'd be fun. All right. Let's get into some. Wide 80. Wide 80. It's time for QB Vision with Isaiah Standback. Well, Kyle, well, Jam, well, Cowboys Nation, there's not a lot here. And I'm sorry to report that. Um, I would love to give you guys all these tips and tricks and things to look out for and what to be aware of and who to watch. And there's just not a lot of that. And, and that I, does it for QB vision. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really not, man. Um, trust me, I looked. I looked hard, tried to find anything that was a talking point. All I can find were two players. Mm. And it's the same two players that everybody knows about with this team, and that is 93, 94, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. Those dudes are, are dudes. They're still there. Uh, they lost a couple of their, of their comrades, um, but they're still balling. Um, so definitely keep your eye on a swivel in terms of those guys up front. Everything still revolves around them. Um, they can disrupt the game if you allow them to. And how do you stop these guys one-on-one? Well, you don't. Mm. You know, that's just a reality. Sometimes there's just some guys in this league that you just don't want to run the risk of playing man-to-man or, you know, playing matching up man-to-man. And this is those guys. And uh, we're all familiar. This is nothing new in Cowboys Nation. Those two have been around for a minute, and they've been relentless, and they've been disruptive for a long time. So 93 loves to love. He he gets joy out of tearing up whatever the heck you got going on offensively. Now, you could legitimately see that just just – just come just eluding out of him like it just it's crazy um that he just loves being that guy that's like oh i was this close and he's talking to you and he's getting back on the line and he's trying to get back there again and and obviously pain is is still paying big 94 so that's that in terms of their their second level these guys don't take on blocks very well these guys are avoiding blocks um they're creating a lot of holes in terms of the running game if you can find a way to get the 94 and 93 out the way with some combo blocks then you're in a good position you can run the rock against these guys because their second level is not stout at all that's not to say that ours necessarily is in comparison sure but i'm just saying just in general their second level is not a force their secondary 
is is slim to none from my perspective. These guys are running a lot of cover four. Okay, you heard Nick kind of allude to it yesterday. They want to be a too high team. That's what they want to be. They want to sit back in too high all day long. The first time we played these guys, these guys were sixth in the league in split safety. Um, now they're fifth. So nothing has changed. They're still that team. That's still who they are at the core. In terms of pressure rate, okay, let's go to the pressure rate. Well, when we faced them the first time, they were 21st in the league in pressures, and they were 10th in the league in blitz. Well, now they're 30th in the league in pressures, and they're uh, 14th in the league in blitz. So they have rescinded that way. They've gone backwards. Um, They're not moving in the right direction, obviously, on either side of the ball, and defensively is no different. In terms of what they try to do to confuse you defensively, they will sit in that too-high shell and their cover four look, right, where the corners are sitting off about eight yards, the safeties are sitting at about 12 yards deep, okay, and 12 to 15 yards deep, and they're all just looking in. Okay, you'll see the corners kind of angle in a little bit. They're trying to literally trying to keep everything inside. If you had a receiver running at you in cover four, you want to funnel it in toward, toward to your help. Right, so if you if if I'm a, if I'm a corner and you're a safety and Kyle's a receiver, I want to keep Kyle on the inside of my shoulder so that I can funnel him into you if he decides to do anything else. That's just a numbers game and positioning more than anything. Absolutely, because right? you you've got ten guys that can help you inside. You've got a sideline correct that's it on the outside. Correct. So that's what they do in cover four, right? Two high guys. You got the other corners that are sitting off, not as deep, but just just about eight yards. Well, whenever they try to change the game up, they they'll go to single high and they'll go to cover three. Ooh, right. And the only thing that you have to look for is the safeties because the corners aren't necessarily going to give you anything different than what they give you in cover four. They're going to be off. They're going to be outside. They're going to be looking in. That's what they do in cover four. That's what they do in cover three. Their responsibilities from the outside are pretty much the same. Only change is now instead of having two guys over in the middle, right, lining up on a hash, now they're rolling one of those safeties down. Sometimes they do it early. Sometimes they'll do it at the snap of the ball. Mm -hmm. Nothing crazy here. We're talking about college-level coverages here this isn't the level of disguising that detroit that no. detroit no. did last week no 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 detroit was uh, was much higher in terms of disguise and much more efficient and they and obviously dallas handled it very well sure um so there was no issues in the, with detroit i don't foresee there being any issues with the commanders those are literally the two primary coverages that they run every so often they'll go into a, a tampa two they'll go into a cover two in which the corners are rolled up, safeties go to their halves, and then you have a middle linebacker that turns and goes with what we call the number three receiver or the inside seam route, right? Um, he'll turn and run with that to try to take that away. Outside of that, there's done a lot that they're doing. They're, I mean, I just mentioned that their pressure rate is at the bottom of the league. Their blitz rate is right in smack dab in the middle. Um, yeah, they're zoning up, you know, a, a majority of the time. They're just – there's not there's, – I'm sorry. There's nothing there. So you would not be surprised that the, the commanders did not have anybody make the Pro Bowl? <laughs> Nobody. Zero. Nobody. Yeah, um, I'm surprised, man. Because I look at their – like you mentioned, when you look at the depth chart, the first thing you look at is the defensive tackle spot. Nine, three, nine, four. And it had been one of those things when I would look at this team, it would be the entire defensive line. Correct. And you'd think of Chase Young, and you think of Montez Sweat. Mm-hmm. Montez Sweat did make the Pro Bowl. Um, wearing so, a different uniform. Wearing a different uniform. <laughs> um, mm. He was one of the defensive ends. Nick Bosa, Montez Sweat, Aiden Hutchinson. So mm. the interior defensive linemen, though, because I do think of Duran Payne and Jonathan Allen as Pro Bowl-type players. Um, but the for the NFC, the interior defensive linemen were Aaron Donald, Dexter Lawrence, and Javon Hargrave. You don't think any of these guys are playing on that level of those? I those don't. Type? I don't. I, I honestly don't feel like they like their passion. 
mm. is where it's been. Um, that probably happens when yeah, they start when trading guys yeah, away. Yeah, you start trading guys away, and you and you're doing losing things, and you really don't have a chance. I, I mean, the fans don't like to hear that you're not giving a hundred percent, but at the end of the day, when you're in the situation that they're in, most likely what I it appears like it appears as if these guys are pretty much checking the box. I'm here. I'm doing my job. You're not getting anything more out of me. That's what. That's the sense that I get. And I'm, that's me projecting. I don't know what they feel, but that's what it looks like in well, comparison. They they make it pretty pretty yeah. adamant. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Allen, after they he lost spoke, yeah. to uh, – I forgot who they lost to earlier in the year. I think yeah. it was the Saints. He went off. I think you, you yeah. read the, the quote yeah. eloquently <laughs> stated because there was profanity scattered throughout yeah. it. And he said, I'm basically, I'm, I'm blanking, tired of this blank. Yep. And he's talking about losing. Absolutely. He's, he said that he's had seven years of it. And there have been times where at least the front seven of Washington is formidable. Or you've got weapons on the outside like a Terry McLaurin and a, and a Jahan Dotson, guys that are legitimate receivers, legitimate mm-hmm. weapons that you can, you can build around on offense. They can't block, and they can't put pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. They lose the trench battle almost every single week, and that's why they're losing games Correct. at a significant battle. And even with Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, or uh, yeah. I almost said Deron Blaine. No, Payne. Uh, but, yeah, and Payne in there, too, they still haven't been able to win the trenches. No, they, and, but the thing is, again, and I, and I harp on this a lot of times, and this is why I say, like, personnel matchups are so important in the NFL. Like, these guys are deciding – to not play as hard as they can. Hmm. This is this is a decision for them to not be as disruptive as they can be. And it's hard for a lot of people who have never really been in that position to understand that. But if this was a team that was on the cusp of the playoffs, you'd hmm. see two different dudes. It's like seeing Dalvin Cook <laughs> yeah. with the Jets and seeing Dalvin Cook with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that's just kind of what it is. It might be. It's true that. I'm just com- uh, I'm can kidding. We, can I flip it on you real quick yeah, here, though? Yeah, for sure. Let's just hypothetically say that they move on from their coaching staff and they want you to be a part of it on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to pretend this is a Washington mm-hmm. uh, room right now. You've been looking at the defense. Isaiah, who should we be keeping on this defense? That Who are some guys going forward for Washington that you're like, they need to keep these guys defensively? Hmm. Those two? 93, 94? That's it. That's where I'm starting. Those are the only non-touchables. Those, those two have Un- to be Untouchables. Here. Okay have to be here and I'm going to do everything in my power to to instill in them some form of confidence that we are going to change this thing around because I need those two happy hmm. I need those two happy I need those two to feel I need them to feel appointed as leaders not that they need that but I need them to know that we're backing them and we have a level, a level of expectation of them that is different than everybody else in that locker room the interesting part to me is that not, these guys aren't obviously old, but it's just one of those things where with what they've done to trade and where they are draft-wise, it just seems like this team is going to get really young. It mm-hmm. seems you know they have a lot of draft capital, probably going to draft a young quarterback. How does that line up, though, with an Allen and Payne? I hear you. You don't find those guys. Yeah. As Dallas has found out. Right. Right? I mean, no disrespect, but you don't you don't just stumble upon those guys. They're not like an undiscovered receiver that hasn't had the opportunities. They're not a running back that's just been waiting on a really good offensive line to show what they're capable of doing. These guys are single-handed disruptors. And no, they haven't shown it a ton on film, but you see flashes. Mm-hmm. You see flashes. If you see somebody talk some smack to them, you can see them nodding their head, and in the next play, they're freaking lifting these boys up like, like, like a forklift. 
They, they can be dominant. It's no different than when, when, when Dallas played the Rams earlier in the season. Yeah. All right? What do we say? We say Aaron Donald is still freaking Aaron Donald. We said up here had a whole debate about it. And I said, Aaron Donald, still Aaron Donald. And what happened on that first series? He was Aaron Donald. He was freaking Aaron Donald. But after, after Dallas went up, what happened? He, he, he shut away. it down. Yeah. He so shut it down, right? The offensive it's, it's a line shouldn't do anything. To Don't try talk to him. Yeah. Don't talk to these two dudes. Don't talk to Don't them. Don't poke the bear. No, bring them some some freaking thin mints, Tic Tacs, whatever you need. Like, just give them some candy, a little, I don't know what the sponsors are, but give them a little black rifle, man. coffee, a little, you know what I'm man, saying? Man, Duran, you're playing great today. Hey, man. man. Hey, guy, man, man. Your haircut is amazing. Yeah, even with the helmet on. A little off topic. Did you see the NFL mic'd up for Max Crosby against the Colts? Did you see that no. clip that Gosh, came out yesterday? Yes. He he sat or he, I don't think he sacked Minshew, but he he hit Minshew <laughs> and he hit him pretty good. <laughs> he said, "Sit down, small blank boy." Oh, uh, okay. Called him a. I guess I could say that word on this here. He said, "Small ass boy." That's what it, that's what he said. And then <laughs> it cuts to Minshew on the sideline. He goes, "Max Crosby <laughs> so is so angry all the time." <laughs> I could tell that from the uh, the Netflix documentary on the three Quarterback. on the quarterbacks. Yeah. The Mahomes part was there was a good portion from that. Uh, one of their Raiders games when Chiefs played the Raiders and just their back and forth constantly throughout. Oh, yeah. So that doesn't surprise me. But yeah, maybe that just, man, maybe that just brings out the best in some of these guys. It, you know? it depends on who, how you play. And it's I think a trigger. Those yeah. some guys, those guys on the interior of Washington, you don't want to poke those. Guys no, don't poke the. Bear. They'll make yeah. it happen. Don't no, they, poke they the will. Bear. Like and especially if they know that they can. So like, and I know this probably sounds weird for a lot of people, but like, Payne and Allen, like let them just be. Yeah. Do your assignment. Don't give them an extra push. Don't do anything that's going to like, like you said, don't poke the bear. Reason being, if you aggravate them, and this is not just saying bow down to them, right? I know a lot of people, oh my gosh, you can't be scared. I I get what you're saying. You're not, you're not saying praise them or let them just run free. But you better have a high regard for these two dudes because they can single-handedly, if you try to play them one-on-one, they will throw you out the club. I don't care who you are. Right, you could go back into history, history books. I'm sure Zach Martin won some matchups. There's a lot of matchups that he didn't win against these two guys. Right, so these guys can dominate you. Just don't poke the bear, because if you give them any incentive to disrupt what the heck you got going on in terms of trying to get the second seed, you might just get a different version than what you've seen on film. Yeah, or you might just get the version of them that's just trying to hurry up and clean out their locker. Yeah. I just funny because when you said it, it made me think of AJ Brown calling Stephon Gilmore an old yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Now, like, right? The fire. The bear. That's it. Yeah. Right? They poked a bear. Gilmore was perfectly fine just being Gilmore. Right. Quiet. Doing which he always, man, he is so even keel. You know what I'm saying? Like, little, 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 <laughs> then it pissed little him off. five yeah. o'clock shadow. He went, he went yeah. back just to chill. defensive player of the year. Right. right. And then he came out with a fresh lineup in the second <laughs> half. You know what I'm saying? Like, like don't mess with Gilmore. Like, uh, <laughs> it, it, it is funny because you've got two versions of this Washington team that are going to show up. Yep. You've got the one version that's playing for their head coach, that's playing to end the season strong, playing for pride, playing to try and spoil the Cowboys and try and up in the division or yada, yada, yada. Playing for yourself, too. Play- you want to put good tape out. No doubt. And, and players Always. are going to do that yeah. regardless. That's that's plain and simple. Or you're going to get the other the other side of it that's tired of losing, tired of this 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 continued losing mentality. And then from a, a coaching staff or even a front office standpoint, you're looking at a team that's going to have the second overall pick. Hey, let me ask you guys something on that. It's a good point. Do you guys think that you call a game differently from a Cowboys standpoint of in, let's try some stuff early to try and get up on these guys that maybe we wouldn't do I would. in some other games? I want to run it up. I, I personally want to run it up. Yeah. Respectfully, I want to run it up so I can sit my guys. Well, Because it, you don't have the benefit that a lot of these other teams have right now. You don't, you don't get the... 
you know, you don't get the option of sitting Lamar Jackson and playing Huntley. You don't get mm-hmm. the options of sitting your starters. I mean, Lamar Jackson can sit for what two weeks, yeah. right? You know, so you don't have that 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 luxury. So, what can you gain? Like, you take anything you can. Let's hurry up and finish this thing in the first half, if possible. I'm not saying that's an easy thing to do in the NFL, but if possible, let's freaking blow these cats out mm-hmm. respectfully, and then just go sit down with our main guys. Like that's that's your goal. I'm not saying that that's easy to execute, but that is your intention as a coach. So, yes, from my standpoint, I would, yeah, I'm definitely being more aggressive. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more after our our second break. When we come back, there's a number that's a little bit concerning for me going into this matchup, and it's something that the Cowboys have a chance to fix prior to going into the playoffs. I'll tell you what that is. And then this situation reminds me of one that happened a couple years ago as well. I'll tell you about that as well if Of course, that were to come to fruition and how that could help the Cowboys going into the postseason when more Talking Cowboys returning in a moment. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment of the show is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. So you got done with QB Vision, and then you just go straight to the Quaker Oats. <laughs> I was delayed because somebody stole them. Yeah, dude. Were you going to eat them in the middle of QB vision? I was just yeah, trying man. to I'm trying help you out. I, I love right our now. sponsors. Thanks. Thanks. There you go, Beamer. Yeah, Beamer's in the back getting it done. I love our freaking sponsors, we're, man. We're, what, we're, where have you used that smile for? Is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that like elementary school picture? I would love Probably. <laughs> you got just a little la- laser beams in the background. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I get so mad. So my my it's I the have two, the the, the, oh, yeah, the got like the faded in. faded look one Bro. direction, and then you've got the one looking in the in the camera. I get so mad every year. Like <laughs> my eyes close when I when I smile. Right, yeah. it's always been an issue for me. But now my daughter has the same exact features. And yeah. every year she takes school photos, the photographer is always like, "Open your eyes." I'm like, 
No, leave my daughter's smile alone. <laughs> I've heard that for different reasons throughout my life. Yep. All right. The, oh, uh, wow. Uh, talking what about... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Beamer, exactly. The, uh, Get this man. There's a number that's a bit concerning, both at home, on the road. We've heard of that split, right? We've heard of the Cowboys' struggles away from AT&T Stadium. In terms of point differential over the past three weeks, the Cowboys are minus 22. And, of course, they've lost... Uh, two games, and they've won the one game, and they lost one game by one point. They won the other game by one point. So that kind of evens out. Those 22 points are from the Buffalo blowout. But their minus 22-point differential over the past three weeks is the worst by any team currently in playoff position in both the NFC and AFC. Only the Vikings, minus 32, is worse mm-hmm. among teams in playoff con- uh, playoff contention. Uh, so. So you don't care about it when they're blowing everybody out and their point differential is like yeah. plus one thousand four hundred and sixty-two. Exactly. But when it's when you're playing good teams 22. and then yeah, then it goes down. But there's a way for you to turn that around, and that's by getting up early. Yeah. And that's by trying <clears throat> to make a statement early. I think it's important to get off to a hot start in this game more than any other game that we've ever had, uh, or that we've had this year, that the Cowboys have had this year. And it throws me back to twenty twenty one on the road at Philadelphia. You remember this game? You you might remember yep. this game. You you made the trip up there, Lincoln Financial. Philadelphia wasn't really in contention. The Cowboys had seeding purposes that they could win, and they had already locked up the division, but they had a chance to go and help improve their playoff scenario. What they did is they blew out Philadelphia fifty-one to twenty-six. Dak Prescott threw for five touchdowns. He broke NFL record or uh, franchise record that day for touchdown passes. Basically, came out and just put it on them. Pretty pretty early and often, they were up 30-17 to 17 at halftime. Okay. That's what I, th- I would hope happens this week. I hope it's that same mentality of, hey, you've got something to do. Don't, don't, doesn't don't play matter around what with that it. other team is doing on the opposite side. Do what you have to do to get up early and take care of business. Sam Howell's coming out playing for his life, though, man. He's trying to put out he some is. good tape. He is. He's Gardner Minshew was coming hero out ball. for his life that, at that, right. that day. Jalen Hurts wasn't playing. Be enemy? He wants to try and throw it around a little bit. I think so. They don't have they don't have anybody to block. They can't block for anybody. They're the most sacked team in the league for a I reason. I get it. I get it. He also throws the more. You don't think he made me trying to throw his head in there and his hand in the uh, in the pot for head coach? I'd say the flip side of it though. Also, I kind of wrote up a little bit about this for today on the athletic. Uh, this is there could be a huge game for Micah Parsons mm. in terms of okay. right now he is like. If, if the season ended today, I think Miles Garrett gets Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. But if you get Micah Parsons to have one of those games kind of like Aiden Hutchinson just had, the three sacks, maybe he gets it because of that. Mm. Five five sacks, you know? That would be fun. That's five-sack day for Micah. What if, it, what if it's like two and a half sacks and a forced fumble that he recovers? He runs back? No, no run back. Mm. Run back would be too easy. No run back, just forces it and, and it recovers. Because it's like it's, his running abilities. Going by the Vegas odds, <laughs> he has to jump on top. of it. Going by the Vegas odds, it's, it's pretty much turned into a three three horse race at the very end here of the season. It's between Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, and T.J. Watt, and TJ's everybody else like Max Crosby, the next guy. But it's considerably way farther down on the list. So it's pretty much comes down to those three. Micah, first two years in the league, has finished second for the award each of those two years. I think if he has a big game in this mm-hmm. one, I think. He couldn't. I mean, because they would win the division, they get the two seed. It make a ton of sense that that would be enough for him to to win the award finally. Garrett's not playing this week. He'll he'll sit out for Cleveland, I believe. I don't, I don't want to say that specifically. I think he's not playing. 
TJ Watt will probably play this week. Yeah. So Micah Parsons has a chance if he's maybe that number two guy on that list in terms of the odds. If he does go off and that's the lasting impression going into the postseason, yeah, I think there's a, a considerable chance. It'd be interesting to to see what do you think it would take for him to really distance himself from a from a game standpoint. Pretty much in Hutchinson's game. Yeah. Three, same, two, same three sacks like that. I know he five won five. <laughs> two or three sacks. And uh like again, I think them winning the division, the fact that he was second the last two years, I think that that the voters would give him the benefit of the doubt. I think he'd get it. With Dak Prescott closing in on his franchise record, 37 touchdown passes. He's at 32. Do you think he can equal or surpass that? He was at 32 going into that Philly game two years ago when he broke the record, and he had five touchdown passes. I don't see that happening. Don't see it. Isaiah doesn't want him to be on the field that long. Exactly. Good point. (laughs) It's a good point. I hope he doesn't get it. Yeah. Mm. It's possible, though. Mm. How because there's a little bit of the let's play with some good mojo going into the playoffs of, mm-hmm. of a blowout win some on the healthy players. players that's okay. true. Okay, okay. <laughs> and Mike McCarthy would agree with you on that too. Yes. <laughs> People would be sick if a you know right shout out me and prayers up for Bradley Chubb, but yeah, yeah, what happened to him? That was for terrible. sure. Yeah, that's true. Good point. All right, that does it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Before we go, John, you'll be making the trip to Washington. Let's go. What uh, what happens on Sunday? Uh, Cowboys 31, Commanders 20. Oh, yeah. decent game. I think it's going to be a decent game. I just okay. There's something about going up there. It's, yeah. it's the worst stadium in the league. It is. That's factual. It's, it's just, it's not, nothing about it is a good experience. Now that the I'm interested to see, not in there anymore. Right. I'm interested yeah. to see how new ownership, if there's been any changes, is it, is it too soon in the change to hmm. maybe make some of these? But it's just been kind of a place where I've gone there multiple times thinking the Cowboys are going to blow out the Commanders. Or the Washington football team, or any previous name, and they they just I don't know they kind of hang around for a little mm. bit. I know this team's different, but if you see Magic, tell him I said what's up. I will, I yeah. will. Maybe maybe he'll be their next coach for sure. That would be. I like to see that. That would be interesting. I'm I'm, I'm down. All right, there you go. Thirty-one twenty, decent game. Have a safe trip. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. I, we'll see if Isaiah's here on Tuesday. You think you think you'll make it on Tuesday? No. Good luck, man. I'm rooting for your boys. Thank you, sir. Will you be here on Big Monday? Big Huskies. He'll be here. I'll be here Monday. He'll be here Monday. Okay. I'll be here Monday. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you, sir. Have fun. All right. That'll do it for us today. We'll have Josh Rodriguez on the show tomorrow. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!